Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Hope. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're joining us online, many of you. Uh, we like to begin our services with this greeting Christians have used for a long, long time. The Lord be with you. Thank you. We do believe that God is with us uh, no matter what. And uh, whether we're here in the room or whether you've gathered with us online, uh, we're glad that you're worshiping with us today. And um, for those of us who are in the room, uh, I got some sad news. We're encouraging us to keep our masks on for the entire service if you can. All right. Uh, given the, we've got some folks that told me they're just not showing up in person for a while because of the current spike that we've had in cases. And uh, it's not because they're uh, hungover from all the Halloween candy. It's because they, uh, they're concerned, as we should be. Um, I mean, we've got nurses in our church who are working at the hospital and telling us that it's, you know, Lots and lots of folks are landing in the hospital right now. Amen. Yes. Would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. Life is worth the living because in Jesus Christ, God, you conquered sin and death and set us free. We're not living an empty life that just runs out someday and then results in nothing. But we have every confidence that you have swept us up into part of a story that's so much bigger than ourselves. We get a chance to play a part here and now in your grace flowing into people's lives, just as others have been used to, to help your grace flow into ours. God, today is, uh, is All Saints Day, and we are mindful of those who have gone before us that you have used to, to bless us and to to allow us to experience your grace through them. People who said yes to you. People who said yes to opportunities to love us and to be good to us. God, we give you thanks today for the people in our lives that you have been using and that you continue to use to show us your grace and your goodness and your love. And God, we thank you that we get to be that kind of people for others that we get to join together um, with all your people here and around the world in honoring you with our lives and partnering with you to bring good, to bring peace to uh, contentious conversations, to bring a little bit of beauty where there is ugliness, to bring love where there's hatred, to bring comfort where there's grief. God, thank you for the chance to reach out and lift up those who are downhearted, those who have been pushed aside to embrace them and to include them, to heal the sick, to provide for the needy. Thank you, God. The work you continue to do in the world, we get to be a part of it. And we, we are so grateful to you for this, God. You know that today some of us are very mindful of our need to, to receive that grace and that mercy and that help and God, today we come to you, trusting that you are the God who loves us. You made us. You know us. You know what we're going through. You know what we carry with us into this time of worship. And so God, we don't come today as just this empty formality. We come desperate, hungry for hope, for an encounter with you, the God who made us, needing to hear from you that you are with us, that you love us, that we're going to make it with your help. God, some of us, our hearts today are heavy for the sake of others, and we lift them up to you right now. 
trusting that even while we are gathered here, that you are with them right where they are. Some who are quarantined right now, awaiting test results to see if they're COVID positive. Some in hospital rooms, some on the other side of the country or the other side of the world. And God, we aren't able to be with them. We are grateful that you are. And we pray today that you would give us that assurance, that peace of knowing that you are not going to let them go. God, you know that right now we're just on the brink of this election here in this country. And again, God, I pray that you would help us as your people to live as Christians in the middle of this, that that we can be light shining in darkness, that we can be people who, who love, who are gracious, who are good, even to those who consider us enemies, because we're voting differently than they are. God, we're trusting that you will guide our nation through this election and, uh, and whoever gets elected to all the different positions that are on the ballot. God, we're trusting that you will continue to lead. You will continue to be the good God that you have been for thousands of years now. Thousands of years of human history, God, that's been written of people testifying to your faithfulness. <laughs> no matter what happens politically, no matter what happens economically, no matter what happens Uh, in terms of diseases and pandemics, God, you continue to be faithful and you continue to be good. And we know you will continue to be good to us this week, this month, into next year. Thank you, God. Help us to have this confidence in you, to put our trust in you, because you have proved yourself trustworthy. We give you thanks, God, for this and so much more. Thank you for the chance once again to gather together to worship you. We are grateful, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for leading us this morning. Uh, If you're standing because you've been singing, you can have a seat. We won't be singing again until the end of the service. But um, I know I always encourage us to stand because it it helps us to sing better, basically. Um, I'm going to... I asked, should I preach in a mask? And I was told by several people, ah, you're far enough away from everybody when you're standing up front. Don't worry about it. Uh, so I'm not going to preach in the mask today. There was part of me that wanted to just to like be a part of what we're doing here in the room and, and, uh, and to set a good example and all of that. But uh, then I've heard from others that like you really can't understand me very well if I'm trying to do that. So thanks again uh, for leading us musically. And uh, And uh, thank you to all of you who are with us. Uh, Again, whether you're here in the room or whether you're joining us online, we are glad that you're here. Um, uh, We're continuing our experiment of having a service that starts at 10 o'clock. I'm glad that that's worked for those of you in the room. And uh, and I've heard from others that like, hey, we're able to come now. So thank you for trying this 10 o'clock thing. So we're going to continue this experiment for a while until we realize that either it doesn't work or until we realize, hey, we've got enough people that can come. We can go back to two services. Uh, But right now, with the way things are going with the the coronavirus, it might be a little while until we've got enough people that want to gather in a room together. And uh, and again, that is perfectly fine with me. Uh, I continue to say to all of you who are uh, connecting with us online that that is fine. Uh, I would rather have you connect safely and continue to be a part of this church family uh, remotely than to risk your health coming here and feel unsafe and all those kinds of things. Uh, the last thing we need is for somebody in our church, you know, catching this from somebody else because they thought they needed to be in the room. 
And, um, and of course, if you're not feeling well, please stay home. Uh, if you have any of those symptoms that are remotely connected to, to COVID-19, uh, we, don't, we don't need to be uh, spreading that around. Uh, we do hope that you'll connect with us using that little digital connect card, uh, livinghope.info slash connect. Uh, you can do that from your phones here in the room or at home, or if you're here in the room, you can grab one of the little cards back there and drop it in the offering box. And that's, you can give that way too, or all of us now can give online by just going to livinghope.info slash give. Uh, thank you again to those of you who continue to give faithfully to support the work here and around the world. There are, again, a couple of special projects that you'll find if you go online. Uh, one is the Habitat for Humanity House, which I haven't checked uh, this week to see what's come in. We were just past the halfway mark last Sunday, and uh, I need to look again to see where we are now, because by the end of the year, we're wanting to give $6,000 toward a habitat house that we will be able to help build next year with our uh, sweat equity and all of that, you know, getting out there and swinging the hammers and all that good stuff. Uh, so if you want to participate in that, we're going to help provide a house for one family in our community. Um, I got to tell you, it is, uh, I feel like I've bumped into more and more people uh, in the last month that live right here in our community, but don't have a home. And Habitat is one of the rungs on that ladder. You know, there are, there are other rungs that need to be filled in where we just don't have enough capacity currently for people who are finding themselves without housing. Uh, but Habitat definitely uh, helps some of these families who are working, who are living here in our community, who, who can't afford housing uh, right here. And so this is something, a way that we can help. So thank you for all of you who are giving. And those of you who are giving to help our sister church in Hammond, they have this great multicultural work going on there. They're trying to get that thing off the ground and we've been invited to give uh, which will then be matched by our district here, the Northwest Indiana Church of the Nazarene. And uh, so if you want to give to that, you can find that little drop down too, or you can, you can uh, write it on your, on your envelope out there. Um, I feel like that's something else I was going to mention. Oh, the women's Bible study that's starting up uh, here in just a couple of weeks. If you want to be a part of that, uh, actually Julie's here. If you're in the room with us, you can, you can talk to Julie, or if not, then you can just reach out to us, write it on that connect card. Uh, I guess you wouldn't write it, you'd type it on that digital connect card. Anyway, let us know that you'd like more information. Uh, we've had someone that stepped up and said like, hey, if there's a woman that wants to participate and they just can't afford that $15 for that workbook, I'll just cover it, all right? So if, there's, if that's been stopping you, don't let that stop you. Um, so they, they meet here at the church, they spread way out. There's, uh, there's plenty of opportunity to participate if you want to do that. And then um, I think I, did I have one other thing I was gonna... I don't remember what I had on the, oh, just this new series that we're starting today, I guess. Uh, we finally finished talking about these quirks, these personality quirks uh, that make us weird as a church. Uh, we talked about that last week. And so today we're, uh, we're starting off on a series just about being grateful. I mean, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And I would love for us to focus our hearts and our energies that direction uh, toward giving thanks to God for all of his many blessings. Um, I was just reading again this past week something that written about uh, gratitude being like a, like a drug. Uh, the good kind of drug, you know, like the, um, the kind that if you could, if a doctor could prescribe it, they would, that gratitude has such beneficial health effects for us from, uh, from our hearts to, um, what, less depressed, slept better. They did some, some studies on people and they, they had them do different things gratitude wise. Some people, um, what do I, oh, you're, you're looking for where I am. There's nothing up there for this. Yeah, sorry. It's doing it all by itself, huh? All right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> some, they've studied this. They've studied gratitude where they actually like do the scientific study where they had one group three times a week. They would have them write down five things they were thankful for in the evening, keep like a gratitude journal. Another group three times a week, they would write down like five gripes that they had, things that didn't go well. And another group, they just did like, just write down five things you noticed from the day. doesn't matter. Good, bad, whatever. And uh, the people that took their time to sort of find five things they were grateful for at least three times a week, they had all these improved health effects, like down to like heart things that they can measure, you know, in your blood. Uh, 
there was a, there's a great TED talk. I can't remember the, the name of the monk who gives it now, but who, who talks about how we're, we're not happy. Be, we're, not, uh, we're not grateful because we're happy. You know, it's not like, hey, I'm happy. Things, is, things are good, and so I'm grateful. It's, no, it's, it's the opposite. We are happy because we're grateful. Because even in the midst of whatever's going on, we look for things to be thankful for. That leads to increased happiness. That lifts our spirits. That helps us to be, to be happy. Um, and so we're going to focus on that this month. And, uh, and that's why I put there at the top of your notes, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, says rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you've ever wondered, what does God want me to do with this? I've, I've had some people having conversations about with like the election. You know, like, does God have a particular candidate he wants all Christians to vote for? And I know some of you out there are saying, yes, he does. And it's, and you want to tell everybody. Uh, we're not doing that. Uh, but at the very least, we know God's will for us is that we should be rejoicing, praying, and giving thanks in all circumstances, whatever our circumstances are. And I know that comes real naturally to all of us right now at this time in 2020, right? Uh, aren't we all just like it's kind of automatic that we're just giving thanks for stuff, right? Not even, okay, thank you, thank you. I was, I was hoping someone would chuckle at my sarcasm, my attempt at sarcasm. Uh, this is a real easy time for us to, to do the opposite, to, to feel like nothing's going well, to, to get lost in the negative. Uh, but the Bible says it's God's will for us in Christ Jesus. What, what we need to be doing as people who belong to Jesus is giving thanks in all circumstances. I think it was just last week I was talking about uh, Paul and Silas as they were in Philippi and they found themselves arrested and in the jail. And at midnight, there they were uh, giving thanks to God and singing hymns and God sends a miracle, a miraculous earthquake that sets them all free. If there's ever a time to feel like, woe is me, it's when you're like arrested wrongfully and thrown in jail, right? And sitting there in the, in the dark alone and uh, man, that's the time to have a pity party, I suppose, uh, even uh, Jonah, well, I'm sorry, I'm deviating wildly from the notes here, but uh, Jonah, the story of Jonah, you know, who God tells him to go to Nineveh, and he says no, and he goes the opposite direction, hops on a boat going the other way, and God sends a storm, they throw him overboard, God sends a fish to rescue him. Jonah chapter 2 is Jonah's prayer in the belly of that fish, and he finds himself giving thanks to God. At lowest point, like literally lowest point you could be in, down in the depths of the sea in the belly of a fish, and he finds himself giving thanks to God, and, uh, and God, you know, spits him, has the fish spit him out. He goes to Nineveh, he does his job, and, uh, and God uses him to bring, like, uh, rescue, salvation to this whole, like, this whole town, this whole nation that avoids destruction because they respond to the message of God this guy was willing to give. Whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, however low we might feel that we are, we have an opportunity to give thanks. We are commanded by our Lord to give thanks. All right, now that is not easy. <laughs> you know, I know it's not easy. Another verse I didn't put in there is that one that we, we quote all the time. And when we were handing out paper bulletins, we had it on the back along with all those prayer requests, right? About don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. That's from Philippians chapter 4, I think. Um, I really should have written these things in my notes instead of this. But anyway, maybe I just feel like this is where God would have me start, all right? We have an opportunity every single moment, every single day to give thanks to God. Um, 
I would love for all of us to experience all those health benefits that come with keeping a gratitude journal of, of focusing each night before we go to bed on the good things that God has given us instead of focusing on the, our worries about the next day or, or about the stresses or the things that we're beating ourselves up about that we didn't do right that day. I mean, maybe that's all you're going to take from this morning. You're not going to listen to me for the next 15 minutes. You're just going to say, oh, I'll, I'll be happier and healthier if I keep a gratitude journal. Yeah, just start keeping a gratitude journal. Okay. And you're already deciding you're going to start doing that for this month. For the month of November, now to Thanksgiving, every night, just here's five things I'm thankful for. Go for it. That's good. Today being uh, All Saints Day, um, which uh, I don't know if you're aware of that holiday. It's one of those church holidays that doesn't always get much attention. But it's the reason that we have Halloween is because it's this time of remembering those who have gone before. And uh, churches around the world today are remembering the saints who have left us. we all know uh, whether you've got a Roman Catholic background yourself or you just have friends who are Roman Catholic that our Catholic brothers and sisters uh, are very much aware that the saints are still alive in the presence of Jesus because they talk to them and ask them to pray for them. You know, please pray for me in my time of need. And they've got a whole like prayers that they do where they're talking to one of the saints, someone just like you and me, who has already died and has gone on to be with Jesus. And like, okay, I know you've got Jesus's ear because I, we've seen that God has listened to your prayers. So please, would you pray for me? Uh, the idea of saints, though, uh, some of us have taken that and think, oh, okay, the saints are like this, the special people, right? And the Roman Catholic Church even has like a whole process you have to go through before they'll call you a saint, before they beatify you or canonize you. I, I can't remember what all the different levels are. Um, miracles have to be done and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but in the Bible, saints are just ordinary folks like you and like me that God is making holy. The word saint just means a holy one. And I don't know if you've ever thought of yourself as holy, but that's how God thinks of you, that you are called to be holy. In fact, uh, in that same letter, just a few verses after, uh, in 1 Thessalonians 5, after he says, give thanks in all circumstances, just a few verses later, he says, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. That word sanctify is like sanctify. You know, it's like, may he make you holy through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. He's, he's praying for them that they would be sanctified, and he's saying, and God is faithful. He will do this. If you'll cooperate with God, if you will trust him and let him work in your hearts and lives, he will sanctify you through and through, your whole spirit, soul, body. I, think, I feel like he's just saying all of you, right? It's kind of like when Jesus says the most important commandment of all that was given was to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. It's not like he's trying to do like a anthropology lesson saying the human person is divided into heart soul mind he's saying all of who you are and that's what paul's doing here he's saying he's gonna just he's gonna make you holy all of who you are including your your body including what you do uh, with with your eyeballs with your hands with your life this is all of you your thought life your attitudes the way you relate to people around you can be holy can reflect the goodness of god God is faithful. He will do it. It's not like we can just make ourselves holy. Like, okay, from now on, I will be holy. I'm just going to try really hard. And we try that and we fail, you know. And we apologize to God. We tell him we're sorry. And would you help me do better in the future? And you know what? God is the one who is faithful. He's the one that helps us to be holy in all we do, to be saints. So today we are giving thanks to God. And and every Sunday, 
now through, uh, through Thanksgiving, we're going to be focusing on how can we give thanks to God? What are we giving thanks to God for? How do we do this better? How, does, how can gratitude be something that just flows out of us as people? Can, how can we be a people marked by gratitude? And today we're thinking about all those saints who have gone before us. Um, and so I was really tempted to, to grab like Hebrews chapter 11, which is that, that chapter all about those Old Testament saints. And, uh, and that's kind of what the author of Hebrews does. He uses them as examples of people who have trusted God, examples of faith, uh, people who trusted God. And then you get to Hebrews chapter 12. It talks about how we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, these people who are watching. And uh, because they're surrounding us, let's, let's you know, follow God wholeheartedly. Let's strip off all the stuff that would slow us down, all the sin that entangles us. Let's, let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus because we've got the example of all these who've gone before us. Um, kind of wanted to do that, but then I got stuck on this idea of all of us being saints and the example that Paul gives in his letters where he's continually calling people saints. And I realized that I, as I got to, I spent some time reading 1 Thessalonians, the rest of that little letter uh, that we just quoted from. And then the one right before that is, we call it Colossians because he wrote it to the Colossians. We're real creative that way. And, and he starts out the same way. He says, Paul... An apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people, which in other translations, some other English translation, just say to the saints in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. He's saying to these recipients, someone is carrying this letter, maybe Timothy, carrying this letter from Paul to this fledging church. He's showing up like I'm standing up in front and he's like, hey, I've got a letter from Paul. And they're all like, oh, cool. We've been wondering how Paul's been doing. And he says, here, let me read you the letter. And he starts out and he calls them all saints, God's holy people, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ and extends them grace and peace. We always thank God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people. And he goes on to talk about the impact that they're making and that their testimony is making around the world. And, uh, and I realize that in this letter to the Colossians, these two ideas keep popping up over and over again. That we are saints called to be holy and these instructions or examples of giving thanks. And so I thought, well, if we're talking about giving thanks for all the saints today... Uh, well, let's, let's look at some of what goes on in this letter that Paul wrote a couple thousand years ago that down through the ages, Christians have continued to hear God's Holy Spirit speaking to us through. At the very least, hopefully we can latch onto that idea that you are called to be God's holy people, that God wants you to be holy. It's, uh, it's, uh, it reminds me of what we've been talking about for the last couple of months as we uh, think about the political situation, or as we think about the, all the, how divided and polarized we can be, and the, the way conversations right now can get so extremely heated, and the idea that we as Christians have an opportunity to be peacemakers, that we have an opportunity to let God's grace flow through us into these situations, into the lives of others. It's reminding me of that, because if we are holy, if we are saints, if we are living in a different way, I mean, that's just what that means. That's just an example of what it means to live as saints here and now, to live as God's holy people, a people who are set apart for him, who get our marching orders from our Lord Jesus, who have put our trust and allegiance uh, in him, uh, given our allegiance to him, who put our trust in him. I was just saying that to the group this last Wednesday night uh, here at Bible study, as we were talking about politics and the election that's coming up and, and how Sometimes we can pin all our hopes on if we can just get the right person elected, then all these good things will happen, or then we'll be able to avoid catastrophe, or whatever it might be. 
I'm just reminded, like, okay, well, my hope is not in whoever becomes our next president, uh, whoever serves as president for the next four years. My hope is found in Jesus Christ. Just as the same, I mean, we're a part of this something bigger than America. We're a part of this family that stretches around the world. And throughout time, we have brothers and sisters in Christ in every nation under heaven. And together, we are going to trust and follow Jesus. Together, we're going to live as his holy people, as his saints. And his grace is going to flow through us. As I mentioned in my prayer earlier, that's, uh, that's what many of us are doing today as we think about those saints who have gone before. We think about those we have loved, who, whom we've lost, who have gone on to be with Jesus. And the reason that they come to our minds today in part is because we have experienced God's grace through our relationships with them. Whether it's a spouse, a parent, a grandparent, a friend, a neighbor, God has, has allowed goodness to flow through them into us. And so, of course, we miss their absence when they're no longer with us. And we give thanks to God that he was, we were able to experience them in our lives for the time that we were. And that makes me think like, okay, so now we get to be a part of that for someone else. We get to be saints for someone else. We get to let God's grace flow through us into the lives of others. To have a positive impact on the world. I should keep going through this letter to the Colossians. Uh, he says a few verses later in chapter 1, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Wouldn't you like that to be true of you? I'd love that to be true of me, that I could live a life worthy of the Lord, pleasing him in every way. So then he gives some examples of what that looks like. He says, bearing fruit in every good work. Okay, good. So I want to be doing good works. I want to allow the fruit of God's Holy Spirit's work in my life. I want that to be seen in the good works, the good things that I do. Growing, oh, sorry, growing in the knowledge of God. Great. All right. I want to feed my brain. I want to, I want to read the scriptures. I want, to, I want to understand God better. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Pretty much every time Paul writes a letter to someone, they're going through difficulty. And so if you feel like, boy, I don't know if I've got what it takes to endure the circumstances I find myself in. He's saying one of the things that we do as we live a life worthy of the Lord, pleasing him in every way, is, is being strengthened by, with his power, according to his glorious might. He will help us to have the endurance and patience we need. And he says, giving joyful thanks to the Father. That's one of the marks of a life that's worthy of the Lord, that's pleasing to him in every way. So if you've ever kind of wondered, I wonder if God's happy with me. One thing you can do that you know God wants you to do, <laughs> that you know is his will for you, as we read earlier, that's a hallmark of a life that is pleasing to the Lord, is a life in which we give joyful thanks to our Heavenly Father. It says, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people, which again, is his saints. He has qualified us to share in that inheritance that the saints are receiving. He's included us in that number. The inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Well, if you can't thank God for anything else going on in your life, you can at least thank God for that, right? You can say, wow, God, thank you. You rescued me from, from a life that was enslaved to darkness. And you have brought me into this kingdom of light, this kingdom of your beloved son. You have forgiven my sins. You're not holding those things against me anymore. Thank you, God, that that weight has been lifted. <clears throat> At the very least, we can thank God for doing that for us. 
And perhaps if you start there, that will help you to look at the rest of your life and say, well, and God, you've been good to me in other ways too. Man, thanks for this person that I, that I get to enjoy their presence. And thank you for those who serve our community as first responders. I don't know if you could hear the sirens uh, on, online or not, but uh, we can certainly hear it in the room. I don't know what that is, though. Is that police, fire, ambulance? That's ambulance? Okay, thanks. I knew someone else would. Uh, thank you, God, for those who serve us in that way. You know, you'll be able to think of things to thank God for. So let's be part of his holy people who give joyful thanks to the Father. That's, that's a hallmark of a life that's worthy of the Lord, that pleases him in every way. He continues a few verses later. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight. There it is again. Without blemish and free from accusation. Um, some of you are very aware of your faults. Some of you are very aware of the things you don't like about yourself. That you feel like are blemishes or accusations that you feel like have been, have been thrown your way. And listen... In Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection, what's it say? He is presenting you wholly in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and don't move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you heard. It says this is the good news, is that in Jesus Christ, he has redeemed you. He is making you holy. He is transforming you. All you've got to do is, is continue to trust him. Continue in that faith. Believe God when he tells you that, that those accusations against you just aren't, aren't sticking anymore. When, believe God when he says, look, I can forgive all those wrongs you've done. I can wipe your slate clean. I can make beautiful uh, the ugliness that you have experienced that has been displayed in the past. I mean, the, the Christian faith is not one that says, um, you know, all that evil that we sometimes do isn't really evil. You know, if, if you're aware of your faults and the things you've done wrong, uh, we're not saying, yeah, those weren't that bad. We're saying, no, yeah, you, like you said, you were alienated from God. You were enemies because of your evil behavior. But God has worked. God has reconciled you by what Christ has done. So those things you've done in the past don't have to define you anymore. Don't have to, you don't have to be, um, they, don't, they don't have to identify you anymore. That doesn't have to be who you are. You can be God's saints, his holy people. Just a couple verses later, he's talking about this mystery that's been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed, again, to the saints, to the Lord's people. In the, in the Greek, it's that, same, it's that same word. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, which is like all the people of the world, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ alive in you. She's a hope of glory. Reminds me of another uh, place where the apostle Paul, I think, it's, I think it's Paul, that talks about us having this treasure in jars of clay. You know, that, that we are these frail human beings, but we have this glorious treasure residing within us, the, the spirit of Christ alive in us. This spirit that's overflowing with love and goodness and the power of God. We carry this around with us into all the places that we go. You know, those of you who work in the medical field, like we just heard, you know, an ambulance going by, you carry with you the love of Christ and the power of Christ with you as you, as you serve. Those of you who are teaching, 
who are in front of kids every single day. You carry with you the love of Christ and the power of Christ to, to love these kids, even as you're filling their heads with knowledge and all the good things they need to know and helping them to grow and develop. Each and every one of us, wherever we go, whatever we do, if we are trusting in him, if he has forgiven our sins and he's made us new and he's adopted us into his family, if he's, if he's done all this, if we are his, then he has given us the spirit of Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You carry this with you into those conversations, into those relationships, into your workplace, into your school, into your neighborhood, into your family. It's a beautiful thing. And again, it's something that I find myself thanking God for repeatedly. Thank you, God, that I get to be a part of this amazing work you're doing in the world. Thank you for being present with me in the midst of these trials. Thank you, God. In the next chapter, he says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. That's what I want to be, overflowing with thankfulness. Well, that's just the automatic response to, to life, is to say, God, thank you. I want pretty much every prayer that I pray to begin with, God, thank you. <laughs> thank you for this good thing. Thank you for this opportunity to come to you about this need. Thank you, God, for being a God who listens to us, who is with us. Let's be a people who are overflowing with thankfulness. Therefore, as God's holy people, or chosen people, holy, once again, and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. It's the part of the letter where Paul's just kind of talking about, okay, guys, this is what life should look like for us, right? If we're going to be God's holy people, our lives will look like this. We'll, we'll clothe ourselves with these kinds of behaviors and these kinds of attitudes, it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. If you've got the paper notes here in person, I was, I was trying to bold the times of thanks, and I totally forgot to put in bold there that when we're singing to God with gratitude in our hearts, and that whatever we do, as we do it in the name of Jesus, we do it giving thanks to God the Father through Jesus. All of our lives can be permeated with the presence of Christ and with the spirit of gratitude. We can be a people overflowing with gratitude if we will, well, as he says in the next chapter, and again, this is one reason why I thought, I'm just going to spend some time, maybe, maybe this is inspiring you to just read this letter. It's just four little chapters. I read it this morning a couple of times. Um, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, says in his last chapter, the last fourth chapter of it. Maybe that's something, a, a commitment that we need to make because it doesn't happen for us automatically. Maybe each of us today says, you know what, okay, I'm going to devote myself, God, to to living a life that's pleasing you. I'm, I'm going to devote myself to being your kind of person. And a part of that means being thankful, cultivating a heart of, of gratitude, putting it into practice until it becomes just natural for me. And that's what I would encourage you to do. Put it into practice. Just begin to practice it. Maybe you do that gratitude journal thing that I mentioned where every night before you go to sleep, you, you write it down or you hop online or you make sure that every day somewhere you're posting on social media, here are five things I'm thanking God for right now. That somehow you make it a practice just to, okay, I'm gonna, God, I'm going to start 
thanking you as a regular part of my routine. I'm going to devote myself to prayers of thanks. So I just put at the end there three reflection questions. I, I, I think about these every Thanksgiving or every time I do this kind of a message. And so you've, you've seen these before. Uh, it's real easy. To, the, what are you thanking God for? You know, what are the good things that God has blessed you with that he's put in your life? Who are you thanking God for? Including those people that we're going to remember my name in just a moment. Um, and then who is thanking God for you? Who is it? You know, you're thanking God for these others because God's grace has flowed into your life through them. Okay, now who is thanking God for you? Who are you allowing God to to impact through your life? Letting his grace flow through you. Just things for you to think about this week as you devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. We're going to pray here in just a second. We're going to sing and we're going to celebrate communion before we uh, wrap it up for the day and get back to a life of gratitude. So let's bow our heads. And let's pray. God, we are grateful to you for the amazing work you have done on our behalf in Jesus Christ. (laughs) Once we were enslaved in the kingdom of darkness and you came and set us free. You have brought us into this kingdom of the son whom you love. You have broken those chains and we no longer have to, have to turn back to these destructive habits or lifestyles or whatever it might be, God, that we have been involved in that has just been hurting us and the people around us and the world. God, you're setting us free. You're helping to root out some of those deep-seated attitudes that have been so harmful that maybe, maybe they were bred into us from, from early age. And God, you are helping to root those things out so that we can live in this world as your holy people without blemish or accusation. God, you are the one who does this. You are faithful. You will do it. And so today we just open ourselves up to you, to your Holy Spirit's work. We say yes to whatever you want to do in us, God. Whatever changes you might see that need to be made, Point them out, God, and give us courage to trust you that if we will follow you down this path of life, that you will be leading us to a good and beautiful life that that reflects your love and your grace. Thank you, God, for all the ways that you have blessed us. Thank you for those that um, you have allowed us to walk through life with. People... uh, who've had a positive impact on us, that today we are giving you thanks for them. Uh, Some of them, God, are still with us, and they they continue to walk with us. And and for those, God, we pray that you would help us to to make sure that we find a way to, to express that thanks to them. God, would you help us to do that before it's too late, to find ways to thank the people that are having a positive impact on our lives, people who truly are a blessing to us, from your hand. God, we also uh, remember those who have uh, gone on before us into your presence, into glory. We remember this unseen cloud of witnesses uh, who are, are cheering us on as we continue to run our race. God, we remember those who uh, in every age and generation have, have given testimony to their faith in their lives and, and in their deaths. 
How do we remember those who by their courage and sacrifice uh, have served us well, have won for us here in our country the freedoms and the liberties that we enjoy? God, we remember those who served you and the world at the cost of pain, of persecution, even of their death. Remember all of those, God, for whom the trumpet blast of heaven has sounded as they have passed over from death to life. Those whom we have loved, who've gone to be with you, whose names are written on our hearts. Uh, God, some people have given us names to remember today specifically, and so today we remember uh, Mary Ellen Robinson, Norman Betty, Sandra Spaulding, Rick Lind, Joan Wasnichka, Ricky Adams, Shirley Talk, Paul Williams, Norman and Dorothy Kramer, Roxanne Kramer, Nancy Lake, Rosina Carmian, Paul Raber, Evan Eller. I'm aware right now, God, that there are some people whose names did not make this list that were given to me that are popping into my head, but I'm going to get them wrong, so I'm not going to try. God, we thank you for so many others whose absence we feel today. Grateful that they are present with you. Please, God, would you help us to live lives worthy of those whose unseen presence fills our hearts today. Help us to have in our lives their courage in danger, their faithfulness in trial, their perseverance in difficulty, their loyalty when loyalty is costly, their love which nothing can change and joy which nothing can take away. God, as we join now with the saints in glory around your table, would you meet us here? Would you renew our strength through your presence as you have offered your life to us that we may be redeemed? We come to to offer you our lives that you may take them and use them according to your purpose, that your grace may flow through us into the lives of others. God, we offer you today these gifts of bread and juice And pray that by your Spirit's presence here, we might meet our crucified and risen Savior in his body and in his blood. We offer you ourselves that we might be transformed by the Spirit of Christ into the body of Christ, broken for the world. You are good, God. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray? Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Uh, If you're at home uh, and you'd like to celebrate communion, you can gather uh, those elements if you haven't already. Uh, Those of us here in the room, we have some little little single-serve cups. Uh, I think most of the tables have a little taller one. That's a gluten-free option if you need one of those. Um, Thank you again, God, for the love and the grace you have shown us in Jesus Christ. The way he 
won the victory for us over sin and death by his own death and resurrection. Thank you that every time we gather, we have this opportunity to celebrate in the sacrament of communion this, this amazing love that you have for each and every one of us. We remember that on that night as, as Jesus was headed toward the cross, he stopped to have dinner with his disciples, celebrating your history of faithfulness, God, to rescue your people from slavery. He took the bread and, and broke it, and he said, this is my body, broken for you. When you eat this, do it in remembrance of me. You may take and eat the bread. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. He gave it to his disciples and he said, this is my blood poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. This seals the new agreement between God and humanity. When you drink this, do it in remembrance of me. Let's take and drink. This reminds us, Lord Jesus, of the costliness of love, of grace. You were willing to pay this price to set us free. We have benefited so greatly from your loving obedience. And now you call us to follow in your footsteps, to live as the body of Christ, broken for others, to pour our lives out willingly so that others can experience your grace and your love. Now, this is not easy for us, but we are trusting that as you fill us with the spirit of Christ, that you will likewise give us the courage in those moments where our faith is put to the test. We are trusting that you will be able to do this transforming work in us to make us a people that show your love and your grace no matter the cost. Thank you, God. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for all of your many blessings. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.